Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Welcome to episode one of Undercast Show. I'm your host, Cody, and with me, I have America's sad boy, Greg. Hi. A big saucy man, Christian. That's me. And last but not least, we got Joey. Hey, what's up? Uh, today's to- uh, topics, space travel. Yes. So Greg, uh, <laughs> what about like a space flower, travel? Well, what do you want to know? Um, we should just talk about if it's possible. The future of space travel, how long it'll take us to get there. And that I mean, sort of thing. It, space travel is possible. It's just it's it's what you're looking to, to accomplish. I mean, it's feasible, like, in the next couple hundred years, we could end up in outer planets and making colonies and stuff like that. I want to go to Mercury. Can. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but the, okay, so the thing with going to Mercury is there's no real reason to. I want. I'll go Mercury. See, that's the thing, because you're you're dumping all this money into this this thing. There has to be a reason. Like when politicians are putting money towards NASA or whatever, they 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 want something out of it, right? Yeah. So like going to Mars, like what's the? I see the benefit personally. You know, to advance the human race and all this shit. But like, how how do you explain it to a politician that that doesn't see any benefit from it? That, at, that, at that point, it kind of has to be like, "Hey, look, uh, this thing is popular with the public because they think it's real cool. Uh, yeah. So do it, and you'll be popular, and you get voted in." If if you're if you're gonna try and explain it to a politician, that's different because they're really only they're concerned with being popular. So you're just gonna have to say, if you get to Mars. And like you're gonna end up with another space race situation where we just want to be the first ones to the moon just because we said we could. Like, right? Because that, that's now, elected. Yeah. Now Mars is kind of a different story because it's a completely different planet. We're we're leaving uh, Earth's sphere of influence. It's it's more moon. The moon was a single country trying to get there first, but when we're getting to Mars, we're getting there. As a as a species, it's it's humans from Earth trying to go to a different planet. Exactly. So, right. so it's not quite the same thing. Now, I mean, Mars, it's relatively similar to Earth. It's got a similar land mass. That's or, or it's got basically the same amount of land because it doesn't have any oceans. It's about a third the size, but uh, you you don't have the oceans, so you've got all the land that you could colonize. And it, it seems like the the next logical step. It would be the easiest one for us to plant our foot in the door and start making a colony there. Right. So th- that's why Mars is always the big thing. Now, Mercury, going back to what you <laughs> yeah. said, Christian. I, I, don't, I don't actually. I know you don't. <laughs> I know you don't want to actually go to Mercury, but, you know, it, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's not only super hot there, it's also really cold there. Um, it's Mercury's day is longer than its year, so it's actually got a weird orbital cycle like that. Because yeah, it takes like forever for it to go around. Yeah, I. I it's so. So, so earlier cool. we were talking about how uh, maybe the like you do it because it's unpopular with the public. I actually don't think the public wants to even do anything with space, like the general public. 
like you know if if you're uh you're talking to like a baby boomer right they lived in the space race age but i feel like you know like 20 year olds now nowadays they don't really they don't really care that much as i'm gonna put it to you this way just looking at like the news and everything and judging other people's opinions just kind of two sides of the spectrum when you get like a lot of the more conservative people look at the fucking space force thing that trump pulled out look at how popular that was with them because he turned it into like a nationalist thing as, as dumb as it is his whole bullshit that he's doing it's that concept they're making it like a nationalist thing they're making it like we as americans they could maybe extend it to a bit wider than just one country you know it's like we're, we're going to be the best to do this we're going to be the first people if you were trying to appeal to like 20 somethings you want to all right not 20 somethings sorry you want to appeal to like liberals you want to appeal to people on the more the left side of the spectrum you'd have to phrase it as like a humanitarian thing you know tell tell them that like oh well we need to start colonizing other other planets we got to spread out across the universe so we don't use up all the resources on this planet that sort of like that's the sort of arguments you're gonna have to come up with they're gonna have to be tailored to whatever the beliefs of the people you're talking to are and right and I think that that's what comes back to the whole when we went to the moon, it was going as a country, but going to Mars, that would be going as a planet. And mm-hmm. that doesn't appeal to a ton of people because, you know, as as no much excitement. as it's, yeah, as much as it sucks, not a lot of people look at the achievements of the human race. It, it's it's people looking at the achievements of their country because they want to feel special for being born in some place. Maybe right. we should just start killing people. I don't know if that's the way to go. But <laughs> jump right to the gun on that one. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 really going. You're just running yeah. straight straight for it there. So who? Uh, when do you, when do you think we'll get to Mars? What what was Elon uh, Elon Musk's whole uh, his goal? What year did he want to hit? I think he wanted to get there by 2030, something like that. 20, 2022. 2022. How many was he? How many people was he signing up? Like a hundred or? Uh, I think that's what his colony ship was. And is that that's that's still like underway, isn't it? That he hasn't like canceled that operation. Yeah, I I think I think he's he got so much more going on. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, only forty. I I I don't think he'll actually make twenty twenty two. Like it. No, no. It, that's four his years. To make it off the production line in time. Not saying they don't come out. It just. Oh, for uh, Tesla cars. Yeah, it's, just, right. it's, a like, little far, it's a little far-fetched, you know what I mean? Like 2030, 2040, at least 2040 is not super unreasonable. Well, I, I think that's, that. 2030, 2040, yeah, right around there, I, I think that's plausible. Like, that's... Especially that's depending on how much, like, you know, how much, uh, like, how far the technology advances in the, you know, in the next 20 years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing, is technology can go really far in 20 years. I mean... 19 like years ago. Uh, ni- 1917 though. Think about that. That's or or 19 yeah, 1917 I believe. 1907. That was when the first flight took place. Um I know I have that right. We get no, there yeah, in the yeah. end. Um ni- 1945 we went from just getting off the ground for the first time to dropping nuclear bombs. That that's a 28 year span. Like we went from getting off the ground to getting rid of the ground entirely. Basically, uh, I mean, stuff stuff moves quickly, and I mean, the the whole the whole problem was a lot of progress is motivated by war, which sucks. But that's generally how it goes. 
it's really just motivating by just trying to one up the other people. That's why the space race was so. Um, like, fuck those commies. Yeah, that that's that's why it moved so quickly. And there was a ton of technological advancements from trying to go to the moon, but we were just trying to beat the Russians there. We're not trying to beat anyone to Mars. I mean, I, I'm willing to bet if if China announced plans to start a colony on Mars, America would be there five years earlier. Yeah, I mean, it's we need someone to beat, but we have Maybe. no one to. Maybe that's yeah. like the grand that's the grand conspiracy of it all on like a global scale where all the, all the nations all there's cuz there's no like shadow cabal in these fucking nations it's just like the people with all the power in there they meet together and they're like all right we got to get the people behind a space operation so we're all going to say you know that we're like we're going up and we're going up and we're going up and it would motivate you know the people of the countries and like the lower level politicians to sort of like stir everybody up like we're gonna get there before fucking China, before Sweden, before Russia. <laughs> Sweden. You know, I see. Uh, yes. I can see that Casper said uh, the first missions will be used to seek out sources of water and build a propellant plant. Plant. Wasn't but just I recently guess, there was something guess, about like yeah, water. they just found it was like a, I don't know however many kilometers wide, but like only a couple kilometers deep, like a huge lake of water. Uh, Italian, like the Italian researchers found it. Right now, they said, like, I mean, obviously, they haven't, like, found it for sure, but I guess they said with a pretty high, like, high degree high of confidence that a high I chance of confidence, that yeah, day. that there's a, that there is, um, yeah, see, that there is a I did my, um, it's crazy to see how things, because I did my, uh, my senior project, like, you know, right before graduation, I did mine on, uh, yeah. like, traveling to Mars and, like, all the, all the problems with it and, like, how we could solve it. And kind of like reasons why we would want to go there in the first place, um, and it's kind of like you know that was two years ago, and all this other, uh, all these other discoveries have come out, and all this advancement in space flight, like uh, you know Blue Falcon and whatever SpaceX is doing. Yeah, yeah. So just in two years, if, if there is someone behind it, you know what I mean, like like forward, it it does get done, but you just have to. Someone's got to be pushing. It. You know what I mean? I'm just waiting for those there's, Italians there's to turn that lake of water on Mars into spaghetti. <laughs> there's strong evidence for an underground lake of liquid water somewhere 12 miles long on the planet Mars. I guess it's on the southern, the southern uh, cap. I guess they found it because of like uh, because of the way like the north and south pole, like the way it works here. Like yeah. they something. It's, it was either there or it was in Alaska, like one of those places. I can't yeah. remember. And I, like, I, that, I that's think... how they found. Like, that's how they knew to look there. Right. right. Yeah. It was like that kind of same like location on Earth. If that makes sense. And and I mean, I'm ju- I'm excited for that as the next person, but I think it's still important to take it with a huge grain of salt because it's 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 highly possible and there is strong evidence, but it's by no means confirmed. So we we think, but it could. It's really cold on Mars. It could be. Uh, it could be carbon, carbon dioxide. You, it's it's tough. Well, not necessarily carbon dioxide, but it's it's important not to count all our chickens before they hatch, basically. Especially when those chickens are on Mars and they're real yeah. unstable. Terraforming yeah. isn't there. Yeah, yet. well, I think that was kind of like the whole thing about it was that it's liquid or not. You know, not like a different form. Like it's not yeah. frozen. It's not. 
Because if it's frozen, then then it's a lot more work to get to it, and that's the big problem. Yeah, but I think that was kind of like not so much that they found the water, more that it was you know a usable, a lot easier, like usable farm. There's a all this stuck like. All right, Craig. I'll ask. I'll ask you this. I think you're probably the one that has the most like opinion on it. Do you see like co- the colonization of other planets within the next, you know, fifty years or so, hundred years, two hundred years, as a solution to our planet's like environment just being fucked? <laughs> I I absolutely do not think that is the way to go. We shouldn't be ruining our our world because we think another like another one's just going to come in and save it. We've only got uh, we've we've got a paradise here. Like, yeah. And that that's the thing. There's no other planet or place in the solar system that can even come close to matching the hospitality that Earth gives us. So, I mean, people thinking we can just go somewhere else and have it be all right, that that's incredibly short-sighted right it's not yeah, like, i talked I talk to people about that, that and they act like that's going to be the saving grace like that's the like oh they, they, they see these these like elon musk people talking about going to other planets and they're like oh could this be you know is this it is this a solution to like us fucking the planet over it's like well we'll just move no yeah Mingus. It, it, that that it's it, it it's i'm going i know this is this is a huge huge red flag in this in the science world because uh neil degrasse tyson's kind of a, a black sheep nowadays but um <laughs> he's if, black. If I, <laughs> all right he is black if, if if i were to quote him he was talking about the movie interstellar um and i don't know if i'm sure you guys have seen it but if anyone hasn't the plot of it is basically that the world is on its way to dying so you know matthew mcconaughey goes off in search of a new one. And and one of Neil deGrasse Tyson's big problem was that is that it's it's hard to imagine a world that's so far gone that it's a better solution to leave it rather than trying to fix it. Yep. And I like there's there's so humans are an incredibly adaptive species. If we really just put our mind to it, I'm sure we could come up with something. We we have come up with something because no one fucking wants to do it. Yeah, no one wants to spend the money. That's the big problem. Laziness. I wasn't I wasn't trying to derail things off of space travel there. By the way, I was just asking because no, it was a kind of a, part no. Of it. It's it, it's, it's entirely yeah. relevant. It, it's, I was, it's one I was of the reasons. I, I hear that shit from people all the time, and I wanted to like get opinions on that. Was Interstellar the one that like at the end is like kind of like the beginning again? Like the girl's breaking, like like she's hitting like the books on the bookshelf, and that's like yeah. yeah well, Matthew McConaughey was hitting it from the fifth dimension. Oh, he was hitting it, and she, it was telling her, and then yeah, kind of happens again, and then, you know, it's like a whole cycle thing. I, I, me and me and Joey saw that movie in theaters, and we oh came my out of god, it. It was so like dude, we had an blown. argument about that for like like literally like probably hours after. <laughs> yeah, like like three hours after, just arguing about what we had just seen. <laughs> And no one could explain it in a cohesive way. I mean, I'm a big fan of that movie, but the ending is extremely far-fetched. It's all love, dude. Love travels through dimensions or whatever. And I I mean, obviously, they had to have a a little bit of a Hollywood trope in there just so it could, you know... Otherwise, it it would just be like a a very intense science, like, 
it would be a very intense Nova special if they didn't have something for it. You I know? really, I it'd be, really it'd be the, it'd be the, uh, the Nova. All right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Anyways, um, welcome but, to McConaughey Cast. Yeah, <laughs> 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 so, uh, here's the thing, right? So I've thought about this before, with the whole like space colonization thing. I think a, a big aspect of it that gets overlooked sometimes <laughs> is, yeah, <laughs> you right there, bud. Yeah. Okay, moving on from that. I think Joey got his little tickle in his funny, funny bone. Um, the sort of one of the talks about how like who, how are we gonna find the people to send up there? Because there's always enough people that volunteer for this sort of shit. You know, they volunteer to like go up to other planets and to be like the colonization people. What what's the kind of person who volunteers for that though? Like, on average, is that the sort of person that's, like, reliable enough that we can send them off to other planets to establish some fucking colonies? Dude, I'm gone. You tell me right now, Cody, one-way ticket to Mars, but you have to drop everything. I'm gone. But, like, how long long is he going to be asleep there? How long is that going to take? Isn't it, like, four months to uh, just straight... Uh, a, a trip to Mars, if you launch it at the right time and it's at opposition, mm-hmm. um, that you're looking at minimum eight month trip right there. It is. It's not a short trip. Yeah, and it you know it depends how you know obviously how fast you go and all that stuff. I did the whole project on like back in like the 80s. They were testing like ion propulsion. Like the Russians were working on some crazy crazy engine that just gets like faster and faster and faster. Well, I mean, that was experimental. I don't think they ever. Basically, every engine will just keep getting faster and faster and faster as long as you have no, constant this acceleration. One like, this one uses like way low energy, and it was like faster than the way they they had done it now, and we're still doing it now. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's a long trip, there, dude. That's a long trip. It, it, it's it is a really long trip, and you have How to just. How long is it? I'm sorry. It's it's about eight months at the shortest there. Um, if if you want to make a round trip though, you're going to be there for four years because not only do you have to have you have to have a f- enough fuel to get yourself there and back, but you also have to make sure that Mars and Earth are close enough together so that you can get there with a reasonable amount. Yeah, of fuel. how does that work? Do they just have enough fuel to get them there and back? They must, right? Uh, I'm not going to find fuel on Mars. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, well, you can't refill, so it's just like. Well, yeah, I mean, you, have you to say send that. scout trips beforehand with, like, supplies and stuff. Yeah, you, well, you, you say that you can't find fuel on Mars. That's entirely true. You can find uh, the chemicals to to make up your own fuel. You could, theoretically. If like you brought, the ice caps. Yeah, theoretically, if you brought the right equipment down, you could make fuel on Mars. But then if Which, you're going to bring the equipment, you might as well just bring the fuel. Yeah, well... That I mean, but you can also just send another ship with... Yeah, the, and the then whole deal fill is... fill it up and then just ditch the other one. I, I think the whole theory yeah, behind Yeah, fuel's that, heavy. I think the whole theory behind that is you only have to bring the equipment once. So you would really yeah. bring the equipment if you're planning on going back. Yeah. And uh, in, in my project, we talked about um, using the moon as some sort of, like... As some sort of like gas station, and and where things can leave from the moon like before you start leaving, and like you know you just use the the moon as sort of like a weird weird gas station type thing, like some sort of satellite. 
I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the moon is often over. You could use the moon in a lot of beneficial ways. One one of the things that you really need to think about is that the moon does not have much gravity. It's really easy to launch stuff off of it. So if you assembled the rockets there and launched from there, you'd need to bring significantly less fuel with you. Because Mars also doesn't have nearly as much gravity as Earth. So if you're using Earth as your launching point, you're going to have to use the most fuel out of all the options. But that's also you... the logistics of like assembling a rocket on the moon. I don't think that would be as difficult as you might think it would be. Or just the fact that you're doing it in space. That that might be the problem, because you have to protect it from all the radiation and the <laughs> space yeah. dust traveling at 15,000 miles an hour. That, the that's like Rocks pinging against the hull before you're done making it. Yeah, that that's that's one of the problems you have to to deal with. Yeah, but I, I protect yourself from gamma it's, it's like, rays it's like and all that sort boat. of thing. It's like building a boat at sea. I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like it's not like you're saving yourself the time and the energy from taking off from Earth, but like building it there. I, I, I could see like having rockets on the moon, like you, so you have like a shuttle that takes you to the moon, and then you have the main takeoff is from the. But, and I mean. That that's kind of true, but it's also kind of not because you can build it on the moon and you can build facilities on the moon. It's not so much building a boat at sea; it's like building a boat on an island in the middle of the ocean. The whole problem is you've got to bring the stuff there, and you've got to set up the right facilities. Well, the difference is that an island has basically the same conditions as like the mainland, except that it's smaller. The moon is in space. That's yeah, like that is that's a condition all on its own. But you you could just burrow under. You you so could you just go underground go underground. Yeah, you could you could go underground in the moon. It's like each each, uh, each stage of this is more and more set up. There's more and more like development. Well, you, with that, with with that, each you gotta have money. Doesn't it take a lot less fuel back? Doesn't it take a lot less to get back to Earth? To get yeah, to the moon it, in the first place, right? It does it's take a ton. Less. It takes a huge amount less fuel to get back, and also you, you um, have to escape the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. and when when I say you, once you hit the atmosphere, you're just falling pretty much. What are you saying, Greg? When when I say you could go underground, it's it's important to remember that there's a ton of empty lava caves already on the moon. There's tons of places where you don't have to do any digging. Yeah. You could just find those and set up there. So it it kind of takes away for a little bit from the logistical problems. You would just have to make sure you had the right equipment and you could set it up in the right place. But it it does take away from some of the work that a, some of it's already been done for us just from the way the moon was formed. What about what about if we wanted to start talking about um like reaching further, further from the moon, further from Mars, interstellar travel, Greg? Never, never gonna happen. I I think interstellar travel could happen, but eventually you're gonna start running into. Have you guys ever heard of the weight walk dilemma? Mm. No. It it's basically you're waiting for a bus, and the bus is taking a super long time to get there, and it, eventually you reach a point where you've been waiting longer than it would take you to walk. 
So yeah. like, uh, people so it's like waiting too long and it's not even. Yeah, pe- people are convinced that we don't have the technology to get to the stars, and I mean, to a certain extent, that's true. It, it would be quite an undertaking to try and get to a different solar system, but people are convinced that there's always going to be a faster ship, so why go now? And oh, I see. So they're not even putting any effort in yeah. right now because it'll just happen eventually. Yeah, and, and I think that's there's that certain complacency that's kind of toxic if you're just believing, why, why should I put this work in when someone else is just going to come by and make it all basically a moot point, but everyone is having that viewpoint, so it, nothing's actually getting done. That's, that's why, why you, you have to bring it to competition. Yeah. Right. Because competition that, breeds innovation. Yeah. Yeah. And you need innovators. As much as, uh, you know, Elon Musk might not be like the perfect human being, he, he is like a big proponent of, you know, he, doing he's exactly what we're talking about here. So, yeah, he's definitely got his flaws, but he's actually trying to get something done, which I think is pretty admirable. So I'm reading uh, here, but, he, but he's he's rude to people on Twitter. Uh, Greg, he sucks. He's terrible. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Internet. The Literally, other day, he was complaining about he was complaining about how um how busy he is all the time, and people were saying like, dude, you're on Twitter like most of the time, aren't you? Huh, did you see he did a uh, he did an interview with? Uh, oh, yeah, I did see that. With who? He was like, and uh, MKBH. He's a tech YouTuber. Yeah, like a big big tech YouTuber over there, and like, like the first question he asked him was like, he's like, oh, you know, like I know you're a busy guy, and, he, and like Elon was like, he's like, yeah, well, I'm mostly busy because I'm on. Like, I was like a joke. It was real funny. It's like real funny that he brings that up, you know? Yeah. Like he doesn't even try to like hide it. He just like. Dude, that was, it was a really interesting interview because like I've never seen Elon Musk. You know, I read articles here and there. You know, he's got his Twitter and whatever. But I, I've never, like, seen him, like, talk and, like, be interviewed actually, like, in video. Yeah. He was kind of awkward to, like, listen to. Yeah. Oh, he's really, a, he's really an awkward guy. I'm not saying I would be any better, you know what I mean, in an interview like that. Maybe he was he's just super He's nervous, at least not, but... like, a Zuck. Yeah. Oh, oh dude, Zuck's so weird. He's not, so not a lizard man. <laughs> lizard man. He's, just an, he's just an awkward, nerdy South African man who has big dreams for the world. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess mean, he really is busy. I guess he like doesn't even like he doesn't do a lot of like meetings. He actually is hands on, not like hands on to the point where he's like a factory worker, but like he's like actually in the factory. He's like making sure everything's going right, you know. Right. He's not just like not just like looking down on people, making sure it happens, but he's like actually in the factory and making sure everything looks good. This thing, he's he's thing. like the reverse of the whole like Steve Jobs. Uh, yeah, like doesn't even. Yeah, doesn't even Steve, Jobs didn't, Steve Jobs didn't innovate. Steve Jobs told people to innovate, and then was like exactly. the enigmatic face of a big company. Right, he was Elon Musk is like the guy doing stuff. He's as doing much both. As, he, as much as he also like telling people to do things for him, he's well, also like telling them how to do it. Right, he's he's the idea man and also the guy like behind that yeah. can actually push so it. He's he's to not fruition. like the. He's not like the orator. He's not the grand like public speaker talking about how he's got these big plans. He's like just the guy making the plans. Yeah. So, what do you guys think of video game consoles? 
It's a great, uh, it's a great segue, Greg. Um, okay, so for the next topic, I wanted to talk about uh, maybe like our first experiences with game consoles or uh, our favorite game consoles. Uh, I think I'll, I'm gonna start excluding PC. That's not uh, okay. I mean, P- no PC. You can include PC. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't discount PC. Oh. It's just I feel like for most people, their their jumping off point isn't PC. I feel like it's very. Um, I mean, very rare. Oh, I yeah, still it's probably a lot rare. more common. Probably a lot more common today. I bet. Yeah, you yeah, get maybe. People like I grew up on like Brookworm Adventures. Uh, no. yeah. you grew up on King's like Quest. This. Those really strange. Yeah, Fortnite, games. dude. You grow up on Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to think. I don't want to think about those people. I grew up on Windows Pinball. Oh yeah. yeah space oh, that, that's a good segue. The space. It's actually funny because really, like, probably one of my first, like, probably one of my first games. I mean, really, it was like PS One, but like, like I, I played a lot of like early games on like computers. Not like uh, not like Steam games, obviously. Just like pinball, and then like other like. Like little like Minesweeper or uh, yeah, like back before I knew what the internet was. Yep, it, it was an easier time, honestly. So you guys have start... dial-up still? I still have dial-up. Oh, dial-up still? Fucking... You have to... no, not right now. Like at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like you couldn't take a call at the same time you're on the internet. So whoever's on the computer had to get off. Yeah. That's one of those things. I don't really remember. I, I guess we must have had it because my my parents uh were both in the air force, so like we kind of like kept up on technology, sort of. Yeah. Um, and I I don't remember. Like we must have had the internet, but I just never like I remember playing like uh Cartoon Network games on like their website, stuff like yeah. that. I, I don't remember right. using like the internet for internet things. Yeah. My brother is oh, yeah. nine years older than me and big into computers, so like we had. A wa- we had a router like as soon as I fucking knew right. what internet even was. Right, right. Never on dial-up or anything like that. So I want to start <laughs> by talking about. I feel like this might be. I think this is Joey and mine. My first console, the uh, the PlayStation One. Ooh, I uh, I remember ripping Big Game Hunter on the PlayStation One. Big you know, Game are we, Hunter. Now are we talking? Are we talking original <laughs> PlayStation or are we talking PlayStation One? There is a difference. I don't know. Because I had the, there, there is. So, so the very first PlayStation, just PlayStation, not PS One, didn't the Nintendo have PlayStation. Uh, didn't have um didn't have analog sticks, just a D pad and your you know your X uh, X square triangle circle. And then the PS One had the next had the analog sticks. I feel like a lot of people don't know that because if you look up, oh, I see, I see exactly what you mean. Yes. Yeah. As, as far as I can remember, my my first console was really the original PlayStation. Yeah, I, I remember having that without the joy. I'm without pretty the, sure I could console. be wrong. I'm pretty sure it was just an innovation on the controller. So like the console was okay, the was it? controller, and different games came out and they they implemented it differently. So so here we have a picture of the um we have a picture of the uh, the PS One Slim. <laughs> Uh, so one, maybe uh, it was just the PS, maybe it was just the PlayStation One versus PlayStation One Slim, and then right. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they all play the same games. It was just like you know how, like now now for example is the P like I have my launch PS4, but then they have PS4 yeah. Slim now, so you know. yeah. Yeah, console does that. I remember when we got like the 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 wireless adapter for um for the PS2 controller, 
And that was like oh. the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, um, so I remember, but it's weird though. Like I never, I never had a PlayStation. My cousins had it, and I would just always play it on theirs. You know what I mean? See, that was like the exact opposite. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if you had Nintendo, but like I never had Nintendo, but all my family did. Like my cousins and shit had Nintendo, so I always played Nintendo when I was at their house. Never when I was at mine because I never had it. I don't really know why. I guess just because that's just not what my parents bought. <laughs> it wasn't really up to me, you know. It wasn't right. You couldn't decide. Um, is You're there like... is there any game? Oh, sorry, Christian. Oh no, no, go ahead. Well, I was gonna ask if there's any uh like PlayStation One games that you guys like remember fondly. Star Wars Starfighter. I never had a PlayStation of any caliber. Oh, you're not a PlayStation guy. I was. I I had nothing to do with Sony. Right. Nothing at all. Really. Nothing to do with Xbox either. Just all into. See, I never oh. had an original Xbox. I got an original Xbox. I just. Oh, with the giant Duke controller. Never, never. I've never played an original <laughs> Xbox. The big ass controller. That I do yeah. remember. That that could be like a totally different podcast topic. In general, just like old controllers and like what we remember about the controllers, because yeah, that that big giant Duke Xbox controller, dude, you could beat someone to death with that thing. That thing's nuts. Remember we used to um we used to take the PS because we had our PS2. Like I hated the rumble in it. Like I know a lot of people liked it because it was like new or whatever, but mm. I hate we hated the rumble. So we would take the controller, just take the little, it's literally just like a little piece of metal that like vi- like spins really fast. And uh, we would just take that out so it wouldn't vibrate anymore. <laughs> we just hated it. Ooh, you get in trouble with modifying your product. I remember like my cousins playing Spyro, or I had this weird like oh. SpongeBob game. Oh, yeah, I, I think um, I had that same game. What the was SpongeBob? It the two, was it a 2D? Yeah, screen? I mean they were all 2D scrollers. Was it the movie one or was it the? Uh, no, it was, weird, it was the really good one. And you collected like, look underpants. At yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underpants was like your life or whatever. I remember playing, you know, Crash Bandicoot and all this other stuff. Uh, yeah. I remember playing a lot of Star Wars Starfighter. Star Wars Starfighter. Uh, I mean, wow. here, here's the thing. Was that like Rogue Squadron? If this, That's what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, it was It was a lot like that. It was basically you would be in an, an, a Naboo starfighter, and you'd just, you'd just fight stuff. I mean, it was a long time ago, so I don't remember all the specifics, but, I mean, right. if it changed it that much, I also used to rent games from Blockbuster. So, oh, I did that. <laughs> yeah, I know, Blockbuster right? Blockbuster and Age of Video. Dude, that, that's a whole other thing. Uh, uh, we're, we're definitely... So VHS is so weird because it's only like 20 years that it was like a thing. And if you were born, you know, outside of that 20 years, you have no idea. You have no idea. Hmm. There's probably probably old people that don't know how to use them. But there's also kids that don't know how to use them. I I think I still have some VHS tapes in the basement and no way to play them. (laughs) Right. I remember remember when like VHS was like not like popular anymore like when it was like phasing out into dvds and like mm-hmm. everyone in like my family and everyone i know like was like talking about getting like they had like vhs to, to dvd like you know like machines or whatever that you could buy and they were like talking right. about wanting to get all their vhs stuff put onto dvds and like yeah, yeah. dvds went out the window a little bit too. home home, yeah, video, home yeah, video well, yeah. 
But like my parents' wedding is all recorded on a VHS. I think. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You know, all home that video like, stuff. Yeah. Home video, yeah. Like when I was a kid and when my, my siblings were kids, they were like, it was all on VHS. So. Well, all right. I can't so, relate to you guys the whole like Sony thing. Exactly, yes. All of my stuff on. was. Oh, I remember we had a. Okay, Medal of like my mom like didn't want us to play it because like oh know, shooting like, ten she didn't want to play with, like a shooter game so like she wouldn't let us play it and then she'd leave and me and my dad and my brother would all play it and my dad would just let us play it so. <laughs> I think I think I also had a Medal of Honor game for PS One but I was young and stupid and bad at video games and I like couldn't get past the first level I think yeah, it was just I, mean, I don't blame you it was just a point where I just didn't know what to do. Yeah, like, it's like, I want to shoot brown people. Oh, oh, do you guys remember Twisted Metal? Was that the one with the, the clown? Yes. Yes, the clown, clown team. I played the sequel at someone's house, but I, I never played the the original. They uh, That no. game also had a ridiculous first level that was like, if you were young and didn't really know what you were doing, it was almost impossible for you to find your way out. It was, there was, it was this amazing. one game. It was called Hearts of Hearts of Darkness. Hearts of Darkness. Is that right? Is that another uh, uh, no, military no, action? No, what the hell is it called? Hearts of uh, Hearts of Iron. Now, Hearts of Iron me, Four. Hold on. <laughs> uh, hold on. So while while Joey's looking that up, do you guys do you guys the top selling consoles? It uh, goes. Do we what the top selling console? Uh, do you guys know the top selling consoles? It goes. PlayStation 2, DS, like Nintendo DS, Game Boy, and then PlayStation. Yeah, that seems like it makes sense. Yeah. Right, so PlayStation has 102 million sold. PlayStation it was 2 called has like, like, um, 155 million sold. PlayStation 2 is great, though. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah, yes, of course. But a lot of people bought the PlayStation 2, actually, because it played games as well as DVDs. That was, like, a big selling point. Yeah, yes. That was actually, like, the biggest selling point of the PS3. It was, like, it was, like, like $700, $600, I think, when it came out. At launch, yeah. I remember I got got the PS3. It was, like, oh, it's a Blu-ray player. (laughs) But, yeah, Yeah, but it was literally, like, the cheapest Blu-ray player you could buy. So people were, like, they were selling out just because of the Blu-ray players. Needless to say that they don't give a shit about them anymore because nobody buys DVDs. But yeah. all right, so, so moving on from from the uh, like oldest to newest, I guess. Uh, Nintendo sixty four. Did anybody have any experience? Yes. <laughs> I figured Christian would be like the Nintendo sixty four guy. That was that was my first one that I had. It was the best. How, one. how old were you when? Because that came out in nineteen ninety six. So like uh, you must have got it when it was. It was my brother's. Right. 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 I had his. Guys, um, that that was just like the first because I I would see Alex playing it. I'd see him playing like Banjo Kazooie, Star Fox sixty four, uh, Conker's Bed for a Day, Wave Race Mario sixty four. Uh, Mario sixty four we had and then lost, but I played it. Like, on the, I played a little bit on that, and I played it on the DS, mm-hmm. which wasn't too long after. And then yeah, uh, that was a remake on the DS. Yeah, it was, re- but it it was just. It was the same game, it was right? Like different, uh, like the same That's principle. Graphics, yeah. You were talking about like games that your like your parents didn't want you to play. It's kind of funny because the equivalent of that for like all the Nintendo systems, I didn't have like 
Call of Duty or Modern Warfare or any Medal of Honor. Is it Conquer's like, Bad Fur Day? It was absolutely Conquer's Bad Fur Day, which is hilarious because on the surface it's this like cutesy little game of a squirrel running around. Mascot platformer, dude. It's in the age of mascot platformers, and yeah. this one and it, it like, like, broke completely the mold. just shattered them all. Because then like you go from being this cutesy little squirrel who's like running around collecting stuff to then like oh he's he's smashed okay he's drunk in like a cornfield and some scarecrow is <laughs> telling him to fuck off. And then he like sodomizes a gargoyle with a frying pan and screws him. And that that's like the opening of the game. Don't you like fight a big a big poop man? You fight the great mighty poop, who is he's a giant being comprised entirely of shit. Uh, he's like <laughs> like the Lord of the Dung Beetles, basically. There's a, the because you, you you kill a bunch of dung beetles because you want to get into like their poo castle, and you know you got you got shit to do in there. Uh, you gotta, you gotta get your. You fight the great mighty Pooh who sings to you an entire opera about how he's going to like shove you up his ass and digest you without the rest of his shit, and then like send you into the nether realm. It's just shit. And See, you have to, like, they don't make games like that anymore. You, you know have I mean? to gather corn, sweet corn, to like oh, yeah. lure him in, and he'll throw you throw toilet paper at him to weaken him, and then eventually you can you like get him to open up the flush, and then you flush him down. That, that's one of the games where um, you just hear about it like in passing. I never played it because I never had it in 64. Um, but yeah. yeah. You know, as much as people like, the humor in it is, it's kind of bizarre. I was actually just talking about this with my brother the other day, uh, or last week rather. It's weird because it's too, like it's really like too juvenile for most adults. It's like a ton of it's like obviously it's super gory and there's adult themes, but a lot of it's just super juvenile. Like people are getting just cut in half. Uh, there's like shit. There's there's the poo man. There's like a sunflower with huge tits, but it's also too adult for kids right. in a lot of ways. So it's kind of bizarre that it did as well as it did as a game. It sold really well. Just, I bet I bet a lot of that was from parents not understanding what it was. It's got to be some of it. And it's, it's it's just it's funny looking at its development. It's meant to be that it was meant to be like or along the Banjo Kazooie line of just playful, like colorful animal in a cool world with good platforming. The platforming in the game is is good, just on at its core, it's a good platformer. But like that's the focus of the game was completely turned away from the platforming and just onto let's just make this as fucked as possible. N64 released June 23rd, 1996, sold 32, uh, 33 million. Yeah. It was That's like a Christmas awesome. release, I'm pretty sure. The console, which helped. Oh, dude, the Super Smash Brothers. Did anyone here ever play the original Super Smash Brothers 64? Nah, you know what's funny? My first, uh, my first Smash Bros. experience was on the Wii, actually. That's, oh, what, Brawl? Yeah. Come on, dude. That's wrong. You can't do that. Can't help it. You know, I don't. I don't have any of the other cons. I, I didn't even have a GameCube. I just played that like whatever daycare my parents sent me to. Don't start <laughs> fucking gatekeeping people just because not everyone has a game or a, a Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> okay, listen, Greg. You were maybe not well aware, but anyone who plays Smash is well aware. The brawl was just like the worst one. And compared to other games, it's a good game, but just compared to like. The rest of the Smash. So what's just... like what's so bad? Like, I I'm not really in this. What's so like uh you know what's bad about it? I just what's bad what's about it? So like yeah, 
Is it like um, just competitively it's bad or just like the competitively it's bad. That was a big part of it, but it's also like the the mechanics of the game changed so drastically. The only reason that like people like Brawl still is just because of the single player mode, which was great. The single player mm. mode of the Brawl was excellent. It was it came right on the tail end of like Nintendo's period of catering to the public and making games that were like, oh, we gotta make them look kind of gritty and darker. So yeah. things are kind of gritty, and it's like this kind of fucked up storyline where the villains in the universe being controlled by some outside force, which you don't really know about until the end, are just like going around murdering everybody <laughs> and turning them into statues so they can like have these robot units suicide bomb huge areas and send them into the shadow realm. Literally, like the little Rob robots come out with a big ball and they'll pull it apart, and then they're stuck in there. And they're just programmed to like not even really think about it until they've already done it. And then they're like, oh shit, we're going to die. But they don't care. So they just kind of look down sadly and blow I up. I remember playing stadium. this campaign, but I have no idea about all that stuff. All the, uh, the subtext. I, I, I just thought like you just go from yeah. dude to dude. Because you, you can skip the cutscenes. Maybe that's what I did. I remember you must when have. I was little. I didn't it's really pretty obvious. Well, I feel like Smash is one of those really popular games I just never played <laughs> Like, none of my friends played it, so I've never even heard about it. So Can did, we... did, did none of you actually have an N64? No. No, no I, I never. I never had any Nintendo no. until... Uh, before until before we move on, I want to talk about, just very briefly, the controller for the N64. Have you guys seen... You guys have to have the, seen it, right? You know anything about games, you've probably uh, seen it before. It's yeah. three, I mean, I've had, three, it in had it like three months ago. <laughs> The three-pronged, so. like, you know what I'm talking about? It looks like a cow's skull to anyone it, who's yeah. never. It is Innovative kind of a bizarre control. You gotta give it credit. You gotta give it credit, but Jesus Christ. In all honesty, and I, it, obviously it's okay. just because I, like, grew up with it, it's not hard to use. It, it makes, it, I, I, I understand the reasoning behind everything. Like, they made the, the face, but the BNA bigger than the other one. You know, you could tell where it is without looking at it, that sort of thing. But like, just the whole three—it's got triggers. I guess that's cool. There, the, tr- the trigger on the back is right, like behind where you yeah. see the red button in the center, which is the start yeah, button. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, the the analog was good. It was a well-made controller. Like, if you were playing a game like Smash, you would just never really use the. Uh, the left bumper like the left bumper is probably the least touch button on any fucking n64 controller and the d-pad is just for taunting and that was the thing with all the nintendo games on the they were built around that controller they didn't like make the controller last minute to just look different all the games were just built for that shit except for maybe time splitters so so the n64 came out june june of 24 uh, June 23rd, 1996. And then a couple months later, this is when uh, PlayStation put out their DualShock 1 with the with the analog sticks, right? So it's just crazy yeah, okay. to see that within a couple months, someone like came out with a completely better controller. And as far as like the analog sticks, like it just makes more sense than having this weird like three-armed... I mean, as good as the N64 controller as good what? enough because it just doesn't carry on. You, you cut out there. I mean, as good as it was, like it just that that whole design didn't really. Oh, it wasn't really carry. good. It wasn't right. a great design. I mean, it worked, but like. Right. 
Because because you know the DualShock is still something that PlayStation's using now. It's same same yeah. like you know same design. Or like the uh, Xbox 360 controller. Think of how many controllers are now just like that. The Switch controller is basically just mm. a slightly shifted Xbox 360 controller. The Nintendo Pro. Yeah. And I I just don't think we're gonna see any kind of variation. I mean, like crazy variation, like the N64 controller off of that anytime. That's true. Because yeah, it, it was yeah. just on the tail end of like video games being a very young technology. Yeah. I mean, could like, you just imagine picking up something besides uh, an Xbox One or, or a PS4 controller at this point? Oh, yeah. I mean, at this point, yeah, the N64 is like, if you were like a bizarre third-party controller. Yeah, like, if I picked, if you picked up an N64 controller not knowing that it was an N64 controller, you'd yeah, be like, kid, what kids nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, they want, yeah, they'd be fucking freaked out. They'd be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I think, I mean, I think you're just going to run into the point that I uh, most technology does converge into a more convenient thing, at least. Yeah. I mean... Knowing, I mean, with something I know a lot about, I know a lot about aviation history. When when you first see them starting out in like the the nineteen tens to nineteen thirties, you've got some ridiculous friggin' designs in there. You've got like four wings and like <laughs> pushing propellers and stuff like that in inside the plane, basically. But eventually, it all starts to work into what we've basically got today. Right. Which, I mean, it's more streamlined. I, I I know a lot about planes and I can't tell most passenger aircraft apart because they all look super similar. Yeah. There's there's little minutiae that you can really become educated on, but I'm not gonna put the effort in because they're just gonna become obsolete in a few years anyways. I mean that's one of the things like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. controls work so well. Don't yeah. really need you know, Yeah, why bother? Like GameCube controller. Xbox 360 controller and the PlayStation DualShock. I don't know if they're ever really going to get any better than those. I mean, unless we end up changing something about the way we play video games, I couldn't see any way that they would need to change. You know what I mean? Because well, you, right. like, you've got platformers, you've got first-person shooters, you've got fighting games, 3D and... Yeah. I mean, uh, there are 2D. variations on all the controllers that, you know cater to those specific like they have like those like game pads that you use for like um you know like fighting games like that kind of stuff you know oh, like, the yeah like the whole right, the whole right, like, right. you know like an arcade style one there mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah, yeah. So, so it's not like you know playstation needs to come out and make that their main controller because third party can just do that and they don't have to mm-hmm. try to you know so i like never really have to innovate with that they're trying to do like new stuff. Like they they have the switch with the Joy-Con and everything. Not that the Joy-Con is like an excellent remote, but it oh, works in so the sense small. of like if you're playing the Switch mm-hmm. as like a family party console, and you just need like a little remote with a few buttons and maybe an analog on it, it's perfect. It's yes. like the best thing. Nintendo is really the only people that are kind of because you know you look at the Wii, uh, the Wii motes, and then you look at the god awful Wii U. Uh, Fisher Price toy uh, tablet it was awful, but then you know then they they move on with the Switch and like they're they're kind of the only people still pushing, uh, innovating on the controllers. But all right, but we could do like a whole topic about controllers later on if you guys want. But uh, if we move on to uh, you kind of led into the GameCube. You guys want to talk a little bit about the GameCube? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you can take it away. For one, I think it's like one of the best as, as much as there weren't like that were 
were amazing. I mean, look at Melee. It came out in, like, what, 2001? And it's still, like, the biggest game at EVO? Or one of the biggest True. games at EVO? Yeah. You, got, you, you really have to respect that. Was, uh, was the... Uh, it's gonna sound like a stupid game to bring up, but uh, remember the Simpsons like crazy taxi game? Oh, uh, <laughs> what the hell is what that was called? called? Hit and run. Yep. Hit and run. Was Wasn't that on the GameCube? I thought I that was believe. a PS2 game. I think it. Well, it might have been both. Yeah, oh, yeah it might have been Xbox 360. What? It was all of them. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, the GameCube was really, really strange. It had a handle on the top. So you carry it around to your friend's like, house. The games were so small. Yeah, the disc crazy were really... taxi was around that time. No, that was 1999. Never mind. I thought that was newer. I'm sorry, I was having some uh, mic trouble there. I cut out. Cut like that? Just like that? Sorry, did I miss anything? Uh, we were talking about how the GameCube's got a cute little little handle on the top. We were oh, talking about how much we hate Amphibia. It's not even a cube. Yeah, that's true. It's not even the correct dimensions for a cube. Yes, here, game that. fucking rectangular prism, you pedant. We also we also touched on how much we hate Amphibia. Yeah, I, I heard you the first time, Greg, and I, I get it. I get the pandering insult that no one else would get. That's fine. Good job, uh, Mister Saucy Mander. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like other big stuff that came up for the GameCube. Uh, let's see. Oh, you got Sunshine, Luigi's Mansion. That was my like, that was my yep. jam. Game. Those, those, those were two like the two biggest like Mario titles that came yeah. out for that. Melee, I mean, it, it was like the major Mario. Metroid Prime, Legend of Zelda, the Wind Waker. Wind Waker, yeah. Released on GameCube, Double and it wasn't bash. like as I, I, I'm trying to remember. Was it more popular with its HD re-release than it was originally, or was it uh, very popular? When it came out, I don't know. I feel like it might have been. I feel like you're right. You might. Because I, I don't know. I don't remember like it being super. I, I don't remember it being like super sought after. Oh, you know what? Okay, I remember. I was, I was trying to think. I knew there was range for that. Because Wind Waker came out right like around. It was late on in the GameCube's lifetime, but it was right around when people were starting to get tired of like bright and colorful, cell shaded type of stuff. And they were people were starting to be like, all right, we want more gritty stuff. We want more, you know, uh, like dark things. We, that was that was when people like the gaming community, I think, was going through an edgy phase. And that was and that was right at the start of like when Nintendo started to not do as well as far as their games like perception, because like the, and then the Wii came out and the Wii was all aside from Ball, it was a lot of like not dark stuff it was all like bright and cartoony and not super serious you know video games right huh? um so you guys were talking a little about the gamecube do you guys have any memories about the either xbox or playstation 2 oh i, mean, I remember PlayStation playing 2 was just PlayStation. right that's yeah that's the first console I, I remember like having like my own launch playstation 2 yeah, games I, like. I, I think I went through a few PlayStation 2s. Like, uh, I, slim. Uh, I think I did. I think I had the original, like, fat one. And then my brother took that to college way back when, in like 2009 or something. 
twenty. It was like always like a. It was always like a competition at our house. Like, or is on a Need for Speed Underground. Oh my oh. god. Dude. I, I like my dad was always like the best at it, and then like me, my <laughs> so good, and we like started beating him. And... I, I still remember sinking so many hours playing Need for Speed Underground too. Oh, it was it was undoubtedly like one of the best racing games. Ever. Oh, I don't god. care how old it is. I I literally pulled out my PS2, got a tiny TV that I had, and put it together like as like a little PS2 setup. It's like a fucking game. It was just. It was so good. I'm looking at I'm looking Tony, at a, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, I'm looking at a, a list of like the best PS2 games or whatever. Just me like, too. Are you on Complex? I, I was looking at that, but I'm just on the Google page. But like, man, they had some some real bangers on this console. What a great console! Oh yeah. Like, I, I remember I Manhunt. You guys remember Man? I never actually played it, but I just I've heard. About it. That's the game where you pee on people and stuff, right? Yeah, and you like strangle people with like fucking plastic bags. Real dark, crazy. Real fucking I, crazy. I played uh, GTA San Andreas a lot. Yeah. See, I, my dad's ex girl had the PS2 with that game, but uh, so we would uh, always yeah. go over her house. I fucking play. My mom got mad at me because once I played that in front of her, and she did not like how I was like ten and it had a ton of swears in it and stuff. Well, you were yeah. having sex with the hookers over and over again, so I understand why. I was not doing that. I, I am very doubtful at what you just said, Greg. I think you will. Have you? you guys remember, like, have you not, actually never met me? Like, <laughs> you guys remember like not having to just like I don't know, not just like like look up something online for like G codes. You get those little like books. Oh, oh my god! Codes like, and you have to find them. Like, yeah, and you like write them down on dude, a dude at the Scholastic Book Fairs. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, dude. Now that's you a whole just, like, thing, dude. Like, if we talk about yeah. cheat codes and stuff, it's like, that's... Now a, you that's either just, like, can't cheat in the game, or it's just, like, way too easy. I don't dude, know. I had them memorized. It was... Yeah, my dad bought this, like, really thick book of, like, cheat codes for, like, every PS2 game. Dude, that's They, like, awesome. completely died, didn't it? They're just yeah, no. Cheat codes. Like, that. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. Really, like, nobody really uses cheat Because they're all online games. You can't really use cheat codes. It's I mean, true. It's hard to yeah. implement. Or even, like, yeah. console games. Even games that don't have an online component. Even if there was a capacity for like, oh, unlock a skin for this or this or that, either yeah, the cheat codes are just in there because you it. could just look it up, or yeah, there's just oh, like booster packs and stuff like that, where you yeah. pay for like renowned boosters and all this other stuff. Oh, you gotta buy yeah. this key and hopefully you win it. Like, oh, jeez, wow. yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll close it out there. We've been going on for about an hour. Uh, we can definitely uh, pick this up in a different, a different episode. Yeah, definitely. We can take it, take it from uh, maybe start with PS2 and then move on to the more newer consoles. You get to the more popular stuff. Get to maybe the Switch Pro and Wii U Pro. Maybe start talking yeah. about PC. Maybe oh yeah, we can have a whole thing about PC. Go, you know, that, that could be like that could be the tail end of it. That's the Coleman hit. Right, right. We're, we're, I feel like we're definitely coming up on next gen consoles, so we can. Start talking oh, about yeah. what, you know, I think 2020, definitely. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, so, so we're closing it out? Yeah, yep. yeah. I think we'll uh, call it there. This has been right. episode one of okay. the Intercept Show. Uh, I guess thanks for listening, if you happen to be listening. All two people. <laughs> yeah, all, all two people. Who's for being generous? Honestly. Mom, thanks for listening. If you made it to the end, congratulations. You did better Sorry, than I'm such a disappointment. Would have.
I don't know. Should we plug like our social medias and stuff for uh, like the show? Or... We'll throw that shit in. Yeah, just like make, put make, in make put in the description. Make yeah, it in the description. I don't want to do that. Click the bell, smash that bell icon to get notifications. <laughs> smash <laughs> that motherfucking <laughs> like button. Like it for some Fortnite V Buck skins and okay, don't, don't thank <laughs> you for listening. Hey guys, today I'm giving a thousand dollars to my favorite Twitch streamer. <laughs> Come on down.